This is a Shock Podcast. Shock. Hello and welcome to the Podball Sportscast, the podcast that handled the VAR during the FA Cup. Sorry, Villa fans. With me is VAR official number one, Nicholas John. Hello, hello. I am Faisal American. My VAR stands for Very Annoying Rapscallion. Now I can cross out using the word Rapscallion for my 2022 bingo. Karami Kamil is not here today. He's under investigation for sniffing the goal line. <laughs> Let's talk about the uh, FA Cup third round, starting with Manchester United versus Aston Villa. Now, a lot of neutrals, I'm sure, were hoping for a major upset in this one. And yes, it happened. United won 1-0, thanks to a Scott McTominay's early goal, and with a little help from VAR. Yeah, a li- little help twice, actually, from, from VAR. Uh, in my opinion, this was a lucky win for United. You know, Villa had two goals disallowed by the video assistant referee. Had any of those decisions gone differently, you know, it, it could have been a whole different story for, for United because um, they were poor, in my opinion. Uh, but, but most importantly, mm-hmm. we come back to that promise that Ralph Rangnick made, you know, how he wants to implement a heavy pressing strategy, how he wants his players to take control of matches. None of that was on display on the field. And, and he's had, what, seven, seven matches already so far with the team already? Mm. Yeah. So, you know, there have also been suggestions. You know, everyone's trying to find out why are United playing so badly. And there have been suggestions that maybe Cristiano Ronaldo could be at the heart of United's problems, that you know, other players are being played out of position to accommodate the, the, the Portuguese star. But Ronaldo was not on the team for the Villa match, and yet we saw no significant improvement from United. So again, I know a win is a win, but this was not convincing at all from the Red Devils, and you really have to worry for uh, what happens when they have to take on bigger and stronger opponents. Now, uh, you mentioned uh, pressing just now, right? Um, Previously, he said that he's not going to uh, abandon the pressing system just because of the players he has. Maybe he changed his mind. Uh, maybe he's realised these guys aren't suited for a pressing game. Again, and, and then that, that begs the question, you know, why did they <laughs> go with him in the first place? And, and, and are, the, are the players that bad that they can't follow these in, uh, instructions? Uh, like I said in the last show, you know, I was one of those who was you know, quite optimistic and, and hoping for the best with uh, Ragnik coming in and all that. But... You really have to wonder if, if, if they're going to keep him on next season, if this is what is being delivered on the field. Regardless of how bad they played, United will face Middlesbrough in the fourth round. Uh, speaking of giant killing action, uh, Nottingham Forest stunned Arsenal 1-0. Yeah, I, I was actually quite uh, surprised a little bit and, and disappointed with the result because Arsenal really looked like you know they were on the up and up. And based on, on recent matches. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's not entirely surprising because uh, Mikel Arteta, the manager, did make quite a number of changes for the game uh, due to a combination of injuries, international absentees and COVID cases. Uh, you can argue that a second-string Arsenal side should still be better than a championship club. But, you know, we all know that in, in football, it's it's not so 
clear cut. You know, it's, it's easier said than done. Uh, and you also have to take into account, like you mentioned, giant killing. Uh, the fact that the FA Cup is the perfect opportunity for these lower league sites to, you know, you know get one over their, their bigger premiership mm-hmm. rivals. Uh, and, and also, if you look at the uh, other big teams, uh, I'm sure you'll give a roundup of the results later. Liverpool also made plenty of changes against uh, their ma- for their match against uh, Shrewsbury, but they managed to win. Uh, Tottenham also struggled against Morecambe before winning. So, none of the big EPL clubs, or, or rather most of the big EPL clubs that were playing, didn't win easy, which suggests to me that they're all, in a way, struggling with the effects of uh, injury and, and COVID cases made worse by players being away on international duty at the African Cup of Nations. Mm-hmm. So, uh, particularly for Arsenal, I, I think a part of the team is disappointed that they're out of the FA Cup. But at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're also a little relieved uh, that they can now concentrate on their EPL campaign. Arsenal fan uh, Piers Morgan had some harsh words uh, about the Gunners after the match, uh, basically asking if they were a Tottenham in disguise. Oh, shut up, Piers. That joke is old. It's so old, even we don't do that anymore. <laughs> anyway, uh, Forrest's uh, reward for that upset is a fourth-round match against the defending champions, Leicester. They defeated Watford 4-1. Last season's uh, runners-up, Chelsea, stubbed out Chesterfield 5-1. And the uh, Blues will next face Plymouth Argyle. Man City's uh, 4-1 win over Swindon books them a fourth-round clash against Fulham. Um, as you said, Liverpool came back from a goal down. They beat Shrewsbury 4-1. The next opponent is uh, Tan Sri Vincent Tan's Cardiff. Newcastle, another uh, third-round casualty. They lost 1-0 to Cambridge. Now, in midweek, we'll have uh, Premier League fixtures and the uh, EFL Cup semi-finals. Uh, more on that in the next episode. Next up, we're going to Australia because uh, unlike some people, our vaccination documents are in order. (laughs) To recap, uh, tennis world number one Novak Djokovic flew to Australia for the Australian Open only to be denied entry because of issues with his uh, COVID vaccine exemption. Uh, Novak, or should I say Novak's, appealed against his deportation and won. Basically, the judge ruled in his favour because of how the Aussie government handled the entire issue. At least for now, though, because the immigration minister said he's not ruling out using his special powers to cancel Djokovic's visa. Special powers makes him sound like an MCU character. Uh, So there is a chance that Australia could still return a tennis Serb. Nick, uh, no one has emerged from this episode with their reputation intact, right? From the government to Tennis Australia to uh, Djokovic himself. Definitely not. You know, everybody's reputation has taken a hit here. Uh, But first of all, okay, I think at the end of the day, regardless of what your thoughts or our thoughts on Djokovic are, I I think the judge made the right decision here because he was clearly denied his, his right to sort of, you know, due process in terms of how the whole visa issue was handled. Uh, but yeah, talking about reputations, worryingly for the world number one, I think his reputation has taken 
a further hit by not just the visa issue, but some of his recent admissions in court while he was trying to to fight the visa cancellation. Uh, if you recall, during the trial, uh, it was revealed that he had been out in public back in uh, Serbia taking photos and uh, mingling with uh, children and all that the day of and the day after he tested positive for uh, COVID last year. So on top of what's happening with the visa, he now has to answer all these allegations that he potentially... Uh, endangered public health and safety with his actions. So to not be vaccinated is, is bad enough. We all know that. Now it turns out that he was running around in public after he knew that he was COVID positive. So it, it's simply irresponsible and dangerous behavior and not how a major sports star should be behaving. You know, they're supposed to be role models, you know, not bad examples. So I, I know there are a lot of factors at play. You know, you mentioned all the guilty parties some putting profits over safety, uh, others using the incident for, for political mileage and all that. But the one person in danger of losing out the most here is Djokovic, because we spoke in the last show about how his legacy could be affected. And with all the new things we've learned about him in the past week, I, I think it's, it's only going from bad to worse for him, unfortunately. Meanwhile, there is another possible absentee for the Australian Open. Uh, local boy Nick Kyrgios, local as in Australian or Malaysian, it's up to your interpretation. Do we still consider him Malaysian? Uh, it depends on, on whether he wins or not. If he wins and he's successful, then you know, the usual thing, like, oh, Malaysian Nick Kyrgios. Yeah, so uh, he revealed he tested positive for uh, COVID. So uh, depending on his uh, isolation period and recovery, um, he may not be available. With that, we've come to the end of another Potball Sportscast. Thanks for tuning in. I am Faisal Merikan. And I'm Nicholas John. Goodbye.